Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hello, my name is Danny Roth, and this is Everyday Animation. It's a podcast where we consume at least one cartoon for every day in the month of April. And then we talk about it. Today I am joined by the features editor at Sci-Fi Wire, Jordan Zacharin. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Uh, you know, pretty good. Sitting here on a Friday in a very well-appointed recording studio. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I don't want to say it's plush, but it's comfortable. It's like a living room at a hotel. It's like, you know what it is? It's like a hotel lobby, but a nice one. Yeah, but also a small one. Yes. Yeah, this is a hotel for mice. I, yeah, well, that segues very nicely into, you did, what a good job you did. I'm a podcaster. Wow. What a professional. Um, what, what did you, what did you pick? I chose two movies. Okay. Uh, the original, An American Tale. And the sequel, An American Tale, Favel Goes West. Yes, we're not going to cover the, the direct-to-video third and fourth movies. The debate about whether whether those are canon or not fierce on the internet. Is that true? No. I mean, I don't it know. It could be. Listen, man, what isn't fierce on the internet? That's so true. it could have been possible. Yeah. I'm going to, if it's not fierce I feel yet, like, yeah. I'm going to make it so. I wish that I had taken the time to go to fanfiction.net and see what kind of weird writings... Oh, I bet there's some. I'm some. I'm sure there's plenty. Look, we're gonna take a stand now. Those direct to home video sequels are not canon. Come at us. Comment if you disagree. I guess <laughs> leave a nasty review, but yes. just for Jordan. Still just make it me. five stars, but then say Jordan. And then listen bad. to the fandom files and give that five stars. Good. Yeah, boy, this podcast is exactly off to every kind of start that we ever have in any podcast we do. All right. So you want to ask me why I chose those? I do. I do want to know. So that was when when uh, you messaged me and said you wanted to do an episode. You came. You came to the yes. d- to the don. You came to the yep. po- the podfather and uh, and said I would like to do the American Tale movies. Uh, you know, I you know, uh, uh, Jew- Jewish immigrant. M- my stories are my expertise. Sure, that's what you said. Well, it's, I chose an expertise that's very limited. You know, it doesn't take a lot of research. Well, I didn't know you were a mouse. That was the one thing I didn't know. Yeah, I'm actually a lot of mice in a human skin suit. Gross. Yeah. So I just I decided to do these both. You know, this is what happened when I was a kid. I was born in 1986, the same year an American Tale came out. So at some point as a child, I saw an American Tale: Father Goes West, which is the sequel, and I don't think I ever saw the original. And so it took me a long time, and not that I was doing any research, but I stumbled upon the fact that the original movie is was five years older and. It was about a mice family leaving Russia, and they were Jews and attacked by cat Cossacks. And that blew my mind. Here's the thing. We have to watch a lot of things professionally yep. all the time. My life is consumed by the things that I need to watch for my job. Not a complaint, but it means that not always time to watch an American tale just for fun. Knowing that you're going to do this podcast, I said, let me give myself an excuse to force myself to watch an American tale and its sequel, An American Tale, Volvo Goes West. Yeah, somewhere out there was an excuse for you to watch it. Yeah, I that song is stuck in stuck in my mind and my heart. Yeah, it's weird going back and, and, what a and hearing that. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they really, they don't let kids who can't sing, sing in movies anymore. No. And I, that kid sure could not sing. I don't know if it was won a Grammy for like a professional performance of it. It won like best song because it was, yeah. yeah I don't think it was like that little kid 
I mean, it's the one that stands out, right? It's sure. it is it is the non Disney song of the '90s that everybody remembers. You know, what I found out researching an American Tale was that it was over budget and it was slow, and so they had to make a lot of cuts. And there was another musical number that was cut. Something we'll never know. We'll never hear, get to hear. Oh, you, they didn't say what the musical number was. I think they said it was when they were. There was a sequence when they were leaving Russia and going to Europe, going all through Europe to America. And I think that the musical number came then, but I'm not quite sure. Interesting. It might have been while Fievel was um, missing. Oh, so just a song where Fievel's dad is like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. So, all right, let's, we can, we can address this because yeah. that was the thing that you were tweeting about. Yes. Which is that Fievel's dad is the worst. Yeah. So the movie opens up, they're in Russia and he gives his kid a hat for Hanukkah. I don't. Can, I don't think Hanukkah was a big deal in 1885 in Russia. Yeah, but they had to make it relatable, I guess. To but Jewish I mean, I, so here's the here's the thing that I guess I don't have a true um, understanding of. I mean, yes, by the time the 1980s rolled around, there was definitely the sense that you know, well, like this isn't one of the high holies, but we've got to gotta make the kids get, feel good. Yeah, got to give the kids yeah uh, an alternative to Christmas. But right. I don't know when that really reached its peak. It feels like the 80s would be a good time because it's like, it's like strong capitalist America I times. feel like it's an American phenomenon at the very least. Yeah, I don't well, think in Russia they were celebrating it. But, you know, no. this was Steven Spielberg's attempt to both get into animation and make something about his Jewish past. And so the movie starts out with Fievel and his family. Fievel, they're, they're, they're Moskowitzes, their last name. Yep. They live beneath the Moskowitzes yep. in Russia. And they're celebrating Hanukkah. And... They are viciously attacked by cat Cossacks. Now, I don't know if, I guess they were human Cossacks, and for some reason they had guard attack cats with them. I'm not sure. Cats are the bad guy in this anyways. Yeah. They're forced to leave their home and sail the seas to America. We don't see much of that journey, but we know it's not great. And those immigrant boats, not great. For some reason, they have mice immigration officers. Which yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because is there a mice government? I don't... It doesn't seem that way, right? Because right. otherwise it really doesn't. Everything sort of seems a bit But they also dash. operate on money. You know, you know. There's so so basically what happens is Fievel falls off the boat. It's his own damn fault. You know, he throws his hat onto the, the uh, dock, the, onto the... Um, basically to the... Uh, onto the ship. Yeah, he wants he to go off. and... Yeah. yeah, he sees something and he wants to know more. Right. So he throws himself into danger because he's also an idiot. Yeah, he's a dumb, dumb kid. Yeah. So he falls off the boat, miraculously survives, and he ends up being kind of a slave of sorts to this cat who is... But that we, don't know. Cat. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Walter T. Rat. Yes. And he's so... Cover, he's covering himself. He's, uh, yeah, he's faking it. With a, with a nose is really the only... Yeah, yeah boy, nose. that's weird. That that always sort of sat weird to me. There's an ongoing theme in these movies where they can't tell that something's a fake mouse. In the second one, it's a marionette. They can't tell it's not a real mouse. I think it's mostly just the fake nose thing that got to me. <laughs> because it, cause here's the thing. I mean, if you haven't seen it in a little while, there are. I mean, they, they sort of make a point of having, uh, there's like three different types, right, when they're on the boat. Right. Because you've got, you know, the the Russian Jewish mice, and you also have the Italian mice, and you also have the Irish mice. Yes. That's That's what I remember. But it still was kind of weird that here was this cat with a fake big nose. <laughs> uh, you know, as an adult, you go back and watch it, and it's, it's I don't know if it's cringy, but it definitely Well, he's me, either Italian or Jewish. Yeah, I mean, you can be a lot of things. Yeah, I was going to say the Irish don't really. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, this this nose I could have got from anywhere. Yeah, um, but, right, yeah. Really can't tell your ethnicity. Yeah. 
Um, in any anyway, case, yeah. Fievel, uh, he sold him to slavery, and he's supposed to, I think he's, he's cost 50 cents. So that's a pretty exorbitant fee in 1885, first of all. Right, yeah, this is another thing that you pointed out Second on Twitter. Second of all. Really, <laughs> yes, really Twitter. spoiled this whole podcast on Twitter. Well, look, you know how many people follow me? It's gonna be, <laughs> it'll be good for the podcast. Yeah, great, Generous thank interest. you. But, so they use money. They use human dollars, American dollars, legal tender. They have immigration officials, but it also seems to be just a lawless country for mice. Yeah. So anyways, that's a that's a, a side point. The point is, Fievel goes missing, and the dad's like, no, Fievel. Well, okay. And his sister's well, upset. okay, now hold on. Let's take a pause for a second. I think it's important to acknowledge that I think that he's, I don't think it's that he doesn't care. I think it's that he doesn't know how to cope and he feels like he's got to take care of the rest of the family. Uh, he's so lazy. He doesn't chase after him. He gets to America. He does. He, we know he, he does kind of. He, <sighs> he kind of goes up the steps, but then they, you just reach a point where he literally, he, he looks out the, the door of the of the boat and he sees that Fievel is getting pulled away. What is he supposed to do at that point? But, he's still got to take care sure. of the rest of the family. I don't like, there are other things that he does and certainly in Fievel Goes West, this, your theory certainly bears out. But in the first movie, I feel as though it's more, you know what? Um, there are these cat cussocks and like yep sometimes kids die like sure. that's so so that sucks and it's terrible and i'm feeling a sort of way but i've got to also keep my family going so. i understand it's a coping mechanism for sure and a responsibility however his daughter yep bible's older sister is insistent that Fievel's alive now you could just you could say that oh that's just childlike dreaming that's you know fantasy but he makes no effort to even like put in some kind of missing mouse report he doesn't ask around. He doesn't look at all. When they get off the ship, he's just like, we're moving forward. And he doesn't even seem upset. And sure, he could be putting on airs. Maybe in the scenes we don't see, he's crying little mice eyes out. But I don't know. Because he married, let's let's just say it out now, Mama Mouskowitz is a stone-cold bitch. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. This is really, oh, I, really? When has she ever shown those children any love? I just don't think they really write her. You can't blame Mama Mouskowitz. They just they she doesn't really have a character. Sure, but they can make her warm and thin, like a warm thin, like a thin thinly written character, but at least some warmth. Okay, I got really confused. I was I, I said thin. Wow, <laughs> she wasn't sexy enough for me. <laughs> no, I not that thin is sexy. The the point is that I'm not commenting You're on the looks. You're in so much trouble. Yeah. This is it. The point is, I just don't know how much they care about their kids. No, look, mice. Yes, they often have a lot of lot a lot of children yeah, in the but real they world, don't. but they, they don't. don't. So that's not an excuse. They got the two kids, and that's it. And I'm not. How should we say this? The most emotionally available. Sometimes what? I put on a happy face, or just just don't say anything about the many troubles I have. However, if you're a father of a a buoyant young mouse, and you see him go off the side of the ship, mourn a little bit. I mean, all right. I felt like I got the vibe, but maybe I'm reading in. I mean, like you said, it's kind of uh, born out in the second movie. Yeah, you're right. But the thing is that, you know, I mean, the second movie is the second movie. Second movies are rarely, you know, designed to be perfectly, especially animated ones, to be entirely accurate to the first film. Now, I will say this. There were a lot of cuts made in this movie. So Don Bluth tried to get it done real cheap, real fast. Yeah, I mean. And the budget was like half of what a Disney movie was budgeted. So they had to cut a lot of scenes. So maybe, and I'm just giving the big benefit of the doubt with this, Don Bluth had to cut a scene. It wasn't animated or properly animated where Papa Mouskowitz is 
crying his eyes out. He's I mean, looking look, around man, for Sp- Spielberg was involved in some capacity. I got to believe that there was something somewhere at some point. I don't know how far it made it, sure. but somebody had to think, you know? I mean, I guess. Maybe that's this is a pipe dream. But uh, anyway, yeah, the sister's kind of the good one. Yes. She's the one good character. She's, you know, she's empathic and reasonable. Mm-hmm. Can't really say that about literally any other character in the whole thing. Because, you know, you even, even our that? leaders... What do I think about who? The Italian mouse, Tony. What do you think? <laughs> I gotta say, not sure why his accent was so strong, but other than, he's a real New York mouse too. Like he did not immigrate. He is from the streets of New York, that mouse. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I love that. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I think he was the reason why Fievel survived. He took Fievel under his little mouse wing. Hey, Philly. Yeah. He gave him, a, he assimilated Fievel. He did. That is a weird element that sort of goes through both of the films, right. which is that desire to um, to force an assimilation. What I read was that, new, that I read that that was one of the things they had to cut. Why they the like, explanation of why they changed the names? Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Because I mean, as a kid, I guess maybe you could see uh, people that are you know maybe a couple generations in to living in America wouldn't know, but. Sure. You know, as certainly as an adult and certainly for myself, I, you know, I, I don't I don't need to be told. Well, I guess when you're a kid, you're like, why do they call him Philly now? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I ever felt that way. I think I was sort of I think that was maybe just kind of in the ether for me mm. to some degree. Um, and certainly as an adult, you know, it's it's cutting it out. I don't think ruins the film. I think that uh, there, it, it's almost like it's nuance. Oh, I don't. I it's, it's still, it's still a little over the over the head. As an adult, you're like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know what's interesting is that so this movie got mixed. It was a huge hit, first of all. Yeah, it made a ton of movie money. It got mixed reviews. Siskel and Ebert at the time gave it two thumbs down. Really? Yeah, and not two tongues up. And <laughs> the reason they gave it, one of the reasons they didn't like it is what they said was that. They really soft pedal the Jewish part. They said they chickened out was a quote from them. They chickened out? They said they didn't really emphasize the Judaism enough. I don't know what like they want five like a bar supposed to do. That just yeah, I mean it se- I mean I it feels like it's pretty heavy on the front end. Yes. And then they don't I mean I think that that's the thing, right? They get over to the to the you know to the to the new world to America and, and uh, the new world. They get to America, <laughs> and I do think that Fievel is so busy running around dealing with stuff that why would he? Sure. Um, you know, other than the sense that he doesn't really understand what's going on, and I think that the parents are so distraught. Like what I just I don't know if I'm a little <sighs> okay. I believe that they were. My point is, what was it that they thought? should have also been in there. The, and, and I actually kind of respect the fact that they get there and it's not just Russian mm-hmm. Jews. I like that, you know, they went for the other ones, you know, like sure. they went for the Italians, they went for the Italian, for the for the, uh, the Irish, you know, the other ones that were treated really bad at first. My family, my family, a bunch of European Jews from throughout the, uh, as we call it, the old country, mm-hmm. throughout Europe, they came to America and went to Brooklyn and they became good friends with the mob, people in the mob, the Gambinos wow. and all that. That's interesting. Yeah, Tony's I'm, definitely probably becomes a killer later on. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, my, uh, so I've got, I'm from Hungary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a little bit of a tie-in. And then actually, weirdly, there's a bunch of um, sort of like UK-related stuff. But, okay. there's, but there's some Irish in there too. Yeah. So I've got a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so they didn't, it's not like, I mean, uh, maybe they wanted Fievel to go, you know, be like, wait, hold on. Before I run for my life, I got to get a bagel. <laughs> like, what were they? 
Like, show me where the best locks is in New York City. Yeah, yeah. He was he was sitting there, and they should have just, just had a scene where it was Christmas, and he's getting Chinese food. Yeah, or just like... He, well, I just reason, don't understand what friggin' stereotype, because, you know, it's a short film. Yeah, it's only 80 minutes. It's a short-ass movie, so I don't know what it is in the middle of all of this action that's happening, because there's a bunch of shit that occurs that to, to say, make sure you get in a couple more Jew stereotypes. And like, the- I'm good. I don't... I'm personally... I'm cool. They really front-ended it, and I felt, okay, from that point on, I just, the identity is there. And I think it's also, you know, we think of, when my family came over, they weren't particularly religious people, and so they just assimilated, moved to Coney Island, and lived on with their lives, right? It's not like they were on the other side of Brooklyn and super religious Orthodox Jews. And I think maybe that's what Siskel and Ebert were saying. They wanted that, but like, it's not like... When we think of Jews, we end up thinking about the guy with the payas, right? And the that's the stereotype. That's yes, the, I guess if there was an emoji do. for it. Right? Yeah, if there yes, was a Jewish emoji, yes. that would be it. I don't think Fievel or his family no were religious. I mean, I, like beyond the normal amount. Yeah, I mean, if they're if, if the goal was to try to marry the idea that they were Russian Jews coming over with sort of the state of Reform Judaism in America at the time, the the generic you get crappy gifts <laughs> Hanukkah. your dad's hat yeah like i mean you know listen some sometimes the gifts ain't great oh, uh, god that's another thing couldn't get him anything more he got he got the daughter of babushka yeah and gave the gave the kid a dirty old hat off his head hey that hat was his father's hat and his father's before him yeah it probably smells <laughs> it probably does but yeah i don't yeah i don't look at it and think i think it's it's it was accurate Enough. I agree with you. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they were super religious. I think they were probably reformed. They probably had a couple of things that they did just to go through the motion. It's just like you know, like 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 Catholics go like for like Easter and Christmas, right. and that's it. I think they were probably about that. Yeah. I mean, do they want it to be like fiddler on the roof with the rodents? Yeah. I don't. That. I mean, he does, doesn't he? He does play the yeah. the fiddle. Gentle. It's so, like what do they want? Yeah. What do you want? That and mouse. That, that, be, that mouse plays the fiddle. Let me say this. It is sort of strange when you're Jewish and like you realize every character unless specifically noted otherwise, is not Jewish, you know? Like, you realize, all right, this this stuff isn't about me necessarily, like my exact identity. So I guess there is something special about, oh, this mouse was Jewish. I don't care. I'm not religious. I don't really give a shit. But if you're a kid, imagine if there's finally, like, you're a little kid, there's finally a movie about kind of-ish you with your heritage. I would be mortified if this mouse was really fucking Jewish. It would be listen, so embarrassing if they, if they did this. I mean, there's some things like, yes, the idea of him being like, let, me get, let me get a bagel. That would be weird. It would be it would be kind of strange. They made to, it religious? It would feel, oh, that too. Yeah. I mean, again, like the same like thing. Daviding? Do you think that like, like would the Catholics want? It's the same. Look, you know, I feel like try to flip the script and look at sort of a more majority um, faith in the United States. Do they really want their weird pomp and circumstance in an animated movie? I got to tell you, I bet they don't. But if they did get and there's a whole Christian movie market. But the thing is, they're the majority. So they feel like they're trying to proselytize. Right. But Christians I still don't think that don't. they want to do I, what it would be weird. You know, if you flipped it and Fievel was Catholic and they said uh, and now he's got to make sure he gets all the sacraments he goes yeah. to mass every sunday uh you know here's our ash wednesday scene he he, he goes to the priest he's and gets absolved of his sins yeah. he's an old like that would be you know there's a lot of yeah there's it would be a lot of incense i right. just it would be 
strange. And I, I think that I think that any person in that situation, and they're not a minority in America, would still. Fe- I honestly think they would still feel weird. And I think the point of the movie, and I, look, I don't know what Spielberg was particularly going for with this, but the idea is that everyone has a certain background, but they all mix in together, right? Yeah. And so then, why would you want to make him stand apart? I just don't know what more, like I even now as an adult, I don't find myself sitting and going, what is it? What box do I wish they'd sure. checked off? Now, another story is Five Goes West, where they basically yes. drop it entirely. Oh, there's no Judaism there. No, there's no, they're just. Past the Mississippi, there's no Jews. They're going. <laughs> that was a law in America back then. Yeah, that's how, that's how it works. It was just like when I went to Japan and had a Crohn's disease attack <laughs> and had to go to a hospital. Like, we don't know. What yeah, there was, there was not a great situation. It would be exactly <laughs> the same thing, you know. God. Uh, I was like, you know, yes, my uh, my kingdom for a uh, for a gastroenterologist. Jeez, that's <laughs> that, rough. That is from the tribe. I just, yeah, it was not great. It was Yikes. not great. And I feel like, yeah, I think out in the old west. Although, yep. wait, wait, is the timing right? Here's the thing. No, that the, I didn't, the west has already. Why been, was the west yeah, conquered in the past? Like they go out there, and why is the west like two hundred years ago? Because I think that the time, obviously, so right. So this movie takes place in eighteen eighty five. The sequel, let's say, is like. Five years later, let's say it's the chronologi- chrono- chronologically the same as whatever, 1890. The gold rush, which is when this, you know, everyone went west, was like the 1840s, you know, 1840s, 1850s. So it has to be like 30 years. They're like 30 years late on the timing of it. So they just have to make it look old. Also, which kid's going to be like, <laughs> historically, <laughs> I don't know. That's good. No, I definitely didn't. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Stewart's last film. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Plan a dog. Yep. A sheriff dog. <laughs> that was so great. He, the sheriff dog, I love him training Tiger. Tiger is the, the friendly cat that kind of bridges the world. Dom DeLuise. Yes, the Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Um, who is always, how many Dom Bluth movies is he in? All of them? I mean, I. it's also weird that Dom Bluth really likes to uh, torture mice. Yeah. What's his problem with mice, man? That's a whole, anyway, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a conversation for He didn't do the second time. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, he but was he did, not happy. He did do the first one? Yes. He was not happy with the with five process of, of the first one. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he, he was rushed. He had to, he felt like he was paying too much. His budget was going too much to animators, God forbid. And so he set up like another company in Ireland to do animation after this whole thing happened. So he was not involved in Five Goes West, very pointedly. And he yet was- it's better. That's what I was going to say. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty good movie. I just think it's got a little more energy to it. Um, although, a couple things to point out. One, the stuff with Tiger being a god was like... <laughs> a Native American like, mice. Like, was... like, I, I hand to you one yike. Yikes, yeah. That it, was, was... it was not great. I mean, I don't know that people cared as much at the time. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people native to America sure, always yes. cared. But I don't know that it was as, people weren't a, as, as a part of the... Yeah, it's true. Boy, you could never get away with it in the 2019 wokeness that we're living in today. Yes. These Native uh, American mice think that the cat tiger is, is a, god. a god, and they fill him up with fruit and chant and march around him. It, it was almost like when you go back and look at the original King Kong, the yeah. way they treated the natives there. Oh, I thought of him as C-3PO in Return of the Jedi. Okay, yeah. That's where yeah. I went. There that was, walked, that was sure. where my brand went. Yeah, that yeah. was sort of what it reminded me of. But uh, So there's that. And then, yes, I think that what's so frustrating about that film, and maybe the only real thing that I go, oh, come on, is, uh, the, yeah, the dad really doesn't Papa care doesn't at all. Papa doesn't care. And not one, yes. Look, all right, if you want to say, if you want to say that your kid falls off a boat in a storm, you assume he's dead, I still think, you know, cry about it, 
try, you know, at least put out some posters. He really doesn't okay. care this time at all. Oh, my all. God. He, Philo falls off a train, but he's clearly alive. And he goes, that's it? He's like, well, all right, what can I do? Let's move on. Let's move into a house underneath a water tower. It was, and that's actually what happens, but he does not care at all. Yep. Papa's just like, peace, boy. Like, he doesn't get, and this, this kid. And the same thing with the daughter again. Ask for the, I mean, I, look, they can't have the train stop because they're on a little compartment underneath it because it's a human train. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Next stop, run back. It's messed up. The whole you thing know? is messed up. This kid's out there in the desert. I like the weird scene with the, with the, with the daughter and John Cleese's cat hand. Yes. Because that song's pretty good. See, that's the thing. They figured it out. They're like, the, the kid, the Fievel kid, he can't sing for shit. So, but the girl, she's got it. Yes. She and, was, that, and that's a big part of the plot is yep. that, you she know. Can, she wants to sing. She wants to sing and, and John Cleese's evil cat guy. He's like grooming her. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. On her face. Yeah, it's very strange. But he's in love with her and she's a child. Thanks for taking us there. Um, no, so what happens is John Cleese plays this evil cat. Yep. Who cats once are evil, again apparently except for my cat the mice with a marionette of a of a mouse that looks nothing like a mouse but tricks them into working for him you know this is this is a real allegory for slavery and so John Cleese is the, it's not John Cleese is this nasty cat but he has this weird soft spot to for Fievel's sister who's a good singer and so they're all gonna eat all the mice and then all of a sudden Fievel's sister starts singing and he's like holy shit. That's the stuff. And he saves her life and he starts grooming her to perform in some sort of bar or whatnot. And he puts makeup on her face. She gets her all rouged up. Wait, does he do it? I thought it was well, he the, asked um, the other cat to asks, do it. Yes, yes, he asks Tiger's ex. Tiger's, yes. Who's left him to go because she thinks that he's a scaredy cat and she's tired of being in New York. Right. That happens all the time. She's a secret ally, though. She is. She's a secret ally. Yep. <laughs> Tiger was living his best life after the first movie. He fell in love. And his girlfriend cat decides, I got to go out west. I'm a singer. I got to seek my fortune. Tiger, you're a bit of a wuss. I'm going out west. She ends up working in the same saloon, I guess they'd call it, mm-hmm. for John Cleese's mean cat. And so John Cleese brings the mouse, Fievel's sister, to her and says, make her beautiful. I don't know if that's a direct line, but basically. Yeah. And then she does it. But then, you know, she is she is a secret ally. She is yes. the Oscar Schindler of the of the film, really. <laughs> yes. That's where that's where Spielberg got the idea for Schindler's List. He was producing this and he's like, I wonder if that happened in real life. And he found this story. Yeah, it's it was amazing. It's, yeah, that's why there's the saloon. And yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That seems really out of place. Yeah. Schindler's List. Yeah. It was really weird seeing Liam Neeson banging on the keys. Schindler's List. I didn't get it at the time, but now I get it. Anyway, you know, another thing I want to ask. So there's a saloon filled with cats. Where are the humans? We there's never any human interaction. That is really in weird. This movie. We see the Cossacks at the beginning. The first one. Yep. You know, and then you also plundering. see. Yeah, there's there's you see them a little occasionally. bit. Occasionally. Yeah, they're in the first movie. But, but, but there's, there's no interaction. Scenes. They happen to just be there. They're fine with this gigantic mice infestation, this gigantic talking mice infestation where they're wearing clothes. It's just an alternate universe, I guess, where they're just fine with all these clothes mice. Walking around doing business. But the second one, there is like no humans whatsoever. Yeah, I think maybe they all went extinct. Okay. So I, think, like I, think, I think theory. that we're, yeah, we're dealing with an alternate universe where humanity wiped itself out. We saw a few humans on the train where they're going west, but they, those could have been mannequins. We don't see them moving. It's very painterly, this movie. So it could have been a train going back and forth automatically with mannequins inside of it. Yeah, could be. 
So because there's no human interaction at all. Now maybe it's supposed to be a ghost town where they take the mice, and that's. But then where are the ghosts? True, that is very true. Where are the ghosts? So they're in this like western kind of crappy ghost town that the cats have really taken control of. It's all it's it's like Planet of the Apes basically. Well, the cats ate all the humans. That's what oh. happened. They you know they started with the eyes as cats do. And then eventually, as cats do. But th- yeah, that's what they do. If you die in your house, um, because there's a, there's liquid, they get thirsty, right? Like they need mm. water before they need anything else. So even if a cat really loves you, uh, and they try to not eat you at all, and they don't, mm. they don't want to do it. Eventually, the they they have to, uh, and then they'll start with your eyes. Are, the eyes aren't dried out by then. No. What if you die with your eyes open, uh, that's a good question. I think there's always just a little bit there, so that's usually where they start. What about and then, the mouth? Uh, it's a great question. I don't have the answer to that one. Um, if I die with my eyes, I don't have a cat. I'm just I? saying my whole point is that if I will goes west, <laughs> all of humanity has been eaten by cats. Okay. I mean, it makes sense because there's no human interaction at all. It's really weird. Yeah. It's absolutely bizarre. Like, I understand, look, there's there's mice team. We're in New York City, right? Yeah. Freaking capital of rats and mice. Yeah, it's not as big a deal when you see them there. You're like, this is annoying, but. But they're not clothed singing mice. Oh, what neighborhood are you in? Oh, uh, well, that's true. You're in Queens, so who knows, right? <laughs> wow. How dare you? How <laughs> Just kidding. Dare My nanny's you. from Queens. It's fine. <laughs> if there's one borough that's going to have clothed, in the at least in the in the sure. Hanna-Barbera, one article of clothing, Yogi Bear's got a tie kind of mm-hmm. sense, which borough is it? Is it Manhattan? Is it Queens? Is it the Bronx? Literally anything could be happening in Staten Island. Literally I would have no anything. idea. <laughs> I've been there like twice in my life. I, right. grew, I grew up here. I live, you know, I, I grew up right outside the city. I lived here the last 11 years. I have been to Staten Island and to not like go over, you know, the, the bridge to Manhattan to like be in Staten Island maybe twice in my life. And once was to go to a mall. Anything could be happening in Staten Island. And honestly, closed mice, based on what I know of Staten Island, would be, that'd be good news. Yeah. You're on blast, Staten Island. Wow. Everyday animation has really yeah. taken names. Putting Staten Island on blast. Whew. Anyway. Yeah, not- there's no, there's like no humans here in this, in Five Goes West. Even in the original Fievel or original American tale, these mice are living in, no one's ever trying to get rid of them. I thought that would be a huge thing. I thought there'd be humans trying to get the mice also, but it's just the cats as the bad guys. Yeah. So there's Cossack cats, right? Yes. And then there's evil cats when they come to America. Mm-hmm. There's John Cleese is an evil cat, but there's still some good cats, right? Yeah, Tiger's a good cat. Who, and Tiger's boo. Yeah. Who are the cats supposed to represent? No, I mean, it's a legitimate question. Like, I really don't know. the government or corruption? I don't know. It's weird. I've never really been un- able to understand what they're supposed to represent right. in any of the movies. Because... At all two... <laughs> Because the other two aren't canon. Yeah. <laughs> because the mice are people. They're like, you know, I would say underprivileged people. Mice are represented by that, right? Yeah. What are the cats? Are they the rich? And a few of them are nice? Are they the powerful? I guess it's, yeah, because in the second movie, there are no humans. So right. I think in the second movie, yes, maybe. In the first movie, there are still humans around that sort of, you know, there's a whole scene where Fievel goes looking for his dad and runs afoul of some human beings. So, sure. like, there's still that. I feel like the cats are sort of the, the gatekeepers between the two. Mm. They're like the god. The humans are the gods. Sure. The cats are the uh, government. Maybe. I don't know. It's really not a, a one-to-one. It's ne- There's never anything that quite, you know, lines up exactly. 
Other you question know. I have. Yes, go ahead. So we see there's a bit of an economy there, but none of the mice seem to have jobs. Unless they're forced. Sure, right, unless, unless they're, they're basically enslaved. But there's no one's producing food. They just get little crumbs everywhere, cheese and whatnot. How does the mouse economy work? It's a cheese-based economy. The sure. streets are the streets are paved with cheese. Um, that's a real thing. Yep. A lot of people are going to be listening to this. So I would love if oh, someone has wanna, an answer. You want to put a cap on it? You want to put a pin in that for once and for all? You're going to know. I don't. I don't know. I want someone to tell us if they if they know. I just assume that they're you know that they go and they get the scraps that they can, just like real mice real people do. Yeah, like real. Like yes, us. like real. Yes, just like us, <laughs> just scrapping. Right. For That's what fine. you can. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These are these are things that I don't have a direct. <clears throat> Look, I'm not a capitalist. I'm not saying they should work, but I'm curious how the whole society works without any sort of job. I don't know. You work you work for NBC Universal Comcast. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Socialism, baby. Therefore, you must be a capitalist. That's how that works. Yep. You have a job. Therefore, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So I would love to know that. I would love to know what the cats are stand-ins for. Mm-hmm. So Spielberg, I know you're listening. Yeah, big fan. Um, he tra- <laughs> Ironically, these movies are on Netflix, but uh, so if you want to watch them, Spielberg's not a big fan of Netflix right now. But yeah, they Spielberg, might they yeah. might piece out at any time. If you are listening, or Don Bluth, I know you're listening. Absolutely, yeah. He's actually my number one fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what the cats stand for, how the mouse economy works, and in deleted scenes or scenes that were never made, is Papa Mouskowitz? Does he have a soul? Do we see him sad? <laughs> What what if you like these movies? What other movie would you recommend? Like what other cartoon? Um, you know, I mean, you could look at Don Bluth's work. Yeah, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and was a really dark. That's a messed up movie. Yeah, he loves a torturing animals. Up movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I would say Secret of Nim is the way to go. Sure, it's not Jewish at all, but it's no. it's 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 All it's, Dogs Go to Heaven. Very, is not very Jewish pretty. Either. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, I was going to say like, what's another? What's another Jewish? rodent movie <laughs> like, <laughs> or like at like specifically animated well you know what's interesting about these movies you watch some rugrats <laughs> the painting the background paintings are really beautiful in this movie yeah whereas even once you get to the 90s it's not really the same you know like disney had some you know yeah, nice paintings and stuff but these for as difficult and as you know cheap as they tried to make it it's weird the movie feels sparse because there's not humans going around in the background but there's some really beautiful painting there and so i think like this that ended sort of for the most part, by the 90s. Well, that's how people eventually decided they were going to cut corners, yeah. right? Whereas, I guess it was kind of unthinkable still. I mean, they were. I mean, Hanna-Barbera was cutting corners forever, but not on yeah. feature films. No, so that's what I'm I talking would, about. Yeah, so there's not a lot of, like, current day analogs for this movie. No. You think they'll reboot it? That's the last question. Like 3D? Not 3D, but uh, no. CGI? Oof. You know that they would do. They made that terrible PlayStation 2 game, that I know. There was a 5 PlayStation 2 game? Oh my gosh, we don't have time to talk about <sighs> it, but uh, uh, but yes, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Suffice to say, there are a lot of YouTube videos that you should watch a about how bad it is. PlayStation 2 game? Yes, it's, biz- Not even just it's PlayStation. singularly bizarre. It was so far after the fact, and it's terrible. It is infamously one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> it's funny because Spielberg had the E.T. game buried in the 80s. Yep. But I think that that's just it. Happen. Yep. You oh. just let it slide. Anyway, that's, amazing. that's the show. Uh, if people were going to find you on the internet, where would, where would they do that? They would find me at Jordan Zacharin on Twitter. All right. Or you could find us at Phantom File Sci-Fi. That's my podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, look, most people who are listening to this are here because they love me. Just kidding. But we also have a podcast called The Phantom Files. It's Phantom File Sci-Fi on Twitter. Just go to sci-fi.com. I'm working there all day, every day. 
Danny, so, where people find you? Uh, you can find me, Danny Roth, at uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Danny Ordinary. That's Danny with one N, Ordinary, also with one N. I missed that. Oh, you missed me saying that stupid thing that I do for every single podcast I've ever done? Well, because I miss, I miss it face-to-face. Oh, yeah. It's a real, yes, because of course you listen to every uh, episode of every podcast I ever produce. Yeah, absolutely. You're a good friend. Everyday Danny. Wow. That's what I call my life. Uh, me too. <laughs> Ego. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember, life is hard. Watch a cartoon. You'll feel better. See you tomorrow. <laughs>